A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to this episode of Blue Murder Club. Today's guest is statement analyst Vicky Hurst. Um, she joined us, me and Lauren, for an interesting chat. Uh, we covered some of her favourite um, crimes and things like that. Um, we hope that you enjoy the episode. If we could kindly ask, if you are enjoying the episodes and you like our podcast and what we create, would you please tell your friends and your family and help us spread the word and spread the love? And if it's not too much trouble, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. On that note, also, if you can head over to Patreon and check us out. We've got a lot of episodes up there. Um, ad free content and yeah so we've just done P Peter Nelson the air traffic controller which is a really good case we've done Notradamus which was really interesting yeah so pop on by and check us out thank you very much thank you enjoy the episode Hello everybody and welcome to this special mini-sode episode of Blue Murder Club. I'm your host, my name is Carrie and I'm joined today by my fellow host and very good friend. Lauren, hello, hello, how are hello, you? Hello, hello, I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, not bad, I feel like RuPaul when I walk through the workroom. Hello, hello, that's where I've got it from. It <laughs> <laughs> goes over my hairline. <laughs> <laughs> I say it all the time, they're like, just stop it, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to be, um, we're just going to record like a slightly different format. Um, to go out in between series, aren't mm -hmm. we? We thought we'd do a slightly different format. We'll get some fellow podcasters on, some friends, um, some experts. Yeah. And we can go through a few questions and stuff. So I we're not covering format. a case, are we? No. But this is much like for people that are fundamentally quite lazy. Yes. <laughs> who can't be bothered to do research. This is the star for me, honestly. This I love it. Absolute piece of piss. Mm -hmm. So today we're accompanied by my, I'm going to say it in my sister. awful way, my sister, Vicky, <laughs> the statement analyst. <laughs> Hello, Vicky. Good morning. Hello, girls. Good nice morning. Nice to see you in the flesh. Yes, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Great word, isn't it? Flesh. Yeah. It's very appropriate for this weekend because it's Halloween weekend. Ooh. Obviously, the episode isn't going out in Halloween, but we're recording Halloween. on the 29th of October. Ooh. We have to do something for Halloween, otherwise I throw my toys out the pram. <laughs> <laughs> next year <laughs> yeah we ain't got a party this year have we no which is a bit of a bummer but you know I normally start on fix about oh, November time don't I what we do next what year what we do next year oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. usually the morning after we're clearing up from the <laughs> night before is when we're like so what's the theme next year for next year's Halloween party but yeah. we'll keep you posted listeners so yeah so today we've got Vicky come down specially to um, to discuss some crime you know have a bit of a crime chat because obviously Vic's a statement analyst. She's done covered a few cases for us, haven't you, Vic? Uh -huh. And um, and obviously she's also a fellow true crime enthusiast. So there's hopefully. nothing more that I love more than hear Vicky's spin on certain stories because you've got a different <laughs> perspective because of your analysing. Uh -huh. I do when she does mm -hmm. Michael Jackson and completely exonerates him. <laughs> well, I said it on the last one we've done this to. There's a TikTok conspiracy out there that he was groomed and he was going to start opening the lid about Hollywood and that's when they turned all of it on him. Oh. Yes. So that's a conspiracy that I thought Carol would get behind because um, yeah, they turned the lid on it and um, so yeah, they tried to expose him for something he wasn't. So you might I can very well imagine that happens to him. Yeah. yeah. And Dirty it's Diana. A, it's not a massive leap, is it, to think? Dirty Diana was meant to be about Diana Ross. Yep. 
I knew Dirty Diana was about Diana Ross, mm-hmm. but uh, I could never really get to the what the dirty oh. was. But yeah, I didn't that, really that she groomed him a bit. Yeah, he loved Diana Ross though mm-hmm. when he was a child, and that he absolutely mm. worshipped the ground she Who don't? On. She is amazing. Mm. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Did you see her at the Jubilee this year? <sighs> that throw is fucking incredible. She's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> those dresses. Do you think that's real? I think that's actually. Of course, her. it's real. What are you saying about Diana? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's an icon, isn't she? She sure is. But yeah, I like that little Michael Jackson snippet because mm-hmm. it's like could be true. There you go. He's completely innocent. He never done sod all. Well, that goes with um, Vicky's statement analysis. What we done over at Patreon. Everything what you're saying, if that is true, rings true because he is actually innocent, and they just try to mm-hmm. shove silence him under. Him. Yeah, mm. silence him. Mm. They did, didn't they? Because he did die when yep. he was young. And how disturbed would you be? Mm-hmm. You know, we all know he's disturbed and yeah. Yeah. never had a proper relationship with, you know, with a woman yeah. or a man. Because, you know, that's never come out mm-hmm, as it true. either way. To stay in that childlike state. Mm. Some people say that your maturity stops bang there and then when you have a massive trauma, that's where you stop wow. developing. developing, yeah. So let's say whenever that did happen to him, that's his level. That's where he stayed. So Wow. That, wow. Would, um, that would ring true, wouldn't it? Yeah. He did say he was really disturbed because he and his brothers, he was the youngest in the Jackson 5, and he and his brothers, when they went on tour, they had to share hotel rooms to keep the costs down. Mm -hmm. And his brothers would have loads of, obviously, groupies coming all the time, and they would all have sex in the same room when Michael was way too young to not to be like, you know, you wouldn't really want to be in the same room with someone else having sex anyway, but when you're 11 or something. Oh, God. And he did, he, he has gone on the record and said that really did fuck him up as well mm. yeah. yeah all that Jesus sort of thing going on stuff. Yeah. yeah exposed to something at a very tender age and yeah. again it, well anyone with eyes in their head can see it's definitely damaged him mm-hmm. yeah. it? poor bloke yeah. so um, anyway before I start banging on about Michael Jackson and we be here for another <laughs> two hours <laughs> shall we go for our very first question yes we shall go on Loz so can you tell us what podcasts books or YouTubes Videos, sorry, I've got stuck then. Yeah, YouTubes. <laughs> the YouTubes. What YouTubes that you're currently into? All the YouTubes. All yeah. the YouTubes. <laughs> well, so I don't really watch a lot of um, TV things, mm-hmm. uh, to be fair. Um, the only one at the moment that I'm recommending to everybody mm-hmm. on TV is called The Girl in the Photograph. It's on Netflix and it is absolutely insane. Really? I recommend everybody to go watch it. You are not going to believe yeah. Oh. The Girl in the Photograph, Netflix. What's it about? So I'll just tell you the beginning mm-hmm. of it. I'm not going to tell you anything else. So this girl, she works in a bar. I think it's a strip bar, but shes I don't think she's a stripper. She just collects the money and what have you, works in this bar. They know her first name. They know a little tiny bit about her. And um, she'd maybe mentioned a little bit about her background, but nothing really. They didn't really know where she was from, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she's walking home one night. She gets hit and run. They found her dead. Wow. So the girls in the bar are like, look, we didn't really know much about her, but she was our, you know, they really, she was our friend, we loved her and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they try to find a relative and they find her mum's phone number. So they phone her mum and they say, listen, we've got something awful to tell you. We're really sorry to say your daughter was just found in a hit and run a few nights ago. And the mum says, I don't know what you're talking about. My baby died when she was six months old. What? (gasps) that's where the program starts so obviously what they do in America I don't know if they do that in here but in America if you want to hide your name you find a a name of a real person that was actually born Uh, because then they get some sort of social security number or something don't they yes Uh, identity theft isn't it yeah so I think a lot of people do they go to graveyards and find a baby yeah and then then you use their name so that's the beginning Mm. of the program oh my god you cannot believe where it ends up right it's is it called so The Girl good. in the Picture? Oh, it's maybe. a documentary. Yep. I thought yeah. it was photographed, but okay, go, go Yeah, it was, um, it come out this year. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm That's my, that's my recommendation it. for TV at the moment. Oh, my God. So my my podcast, Lauren, probably the same as yours, Lauren told me about To Live and Die in LA. Oh, wasn't it good? So, so good. That was oh. just amazing. I would recommend anyone to listen to that. Especially like a lot of the um, true crime podcasts you listen to, sometimes they don't have an ending. You listen to it and you're so invested, and then it just ends with a question at the end. I can't bear them. I know. I, I know you bear can't. Them. Yeah. No. But so to live and die in LA is absolutely fantastic. Serial, 
um, is back yeah. in the news at the moment, which I told you about. Yeah, the Adna- Adnan Said mm-hmm. um, case. He's just been released. I think he's been in there 20 something years. Yeah. Um, her name was Hayley, his girlfriend at college, at school, sorry. And yeah, he was done for her murder. He's just been released. So that's all back in the press at the moment. But that one was called Serial. That was one of the first ones mm-hmm. I ever listened to. That's absolutely fantastic. What is it? Um, <clears throat> is it a case of um, miscarriage of justice then? Or Not quite released? at the moment. He's been released on house arrest because they've realised that the uh, conviction was really unsafe. But he's done 20 years. You, you think he'd be out anyway, like for murder. You could do about 20 years, don't yeah. you? But it's different in America, isn't it? They throw away the key. It's 20, maybe it's not 20. Uh, I feel like it was that long ago because they had mobile phones and yeah. stuff. Perhaps it isn't 20. No. Sorry, I should have no, got it's that. Right. But anyway, that, that podcast is called Yeah. That podcast is called Serial. That's, That's fantastic. Really that was one of the first ones mm. of its kind, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um there was another one that you guys were talking about with Charlotte the other day, Dirty John. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know they'd made that into a programme. Oh, so um, that's something that I was like, oh, because I listened to Dirty, Dirty John when I very first started listening to podcasts. That oh, was one really? of the first I ever heard. Wow. Oh, really? And she, you didn't mention it, I don't know whether you know this, but she thought her father was the Zodiac. Oh, really? And she also thought her father was John Bonet Ramsey. What the yes. fuck? She, because obviously it was the daughter that actually um, caught him, yeah, wasn't it? yeah. She kept pushing and pushing and pushing, <gasps> and she was right. But she also then went on, yeah, went on to say those two things as well. She thought, wow. she said, like, John Bonet Ramsey, she remembers that Christmas and she remembers that he went on a business trip. And she thought he would have had to, he would have had to fly there, do the crime, and fly straight back. But she, he had time. That's how nuts she was. Wow. Like, that how, yeah. you know, I mean, you would be, wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah, that's two things that <gasps> she thought he was. Wow. Just to just to recap, because not everyone knows about Dirty John, mm. um, was he like a con artist? Yes, yeah, massively. And he got with a woman, and her grown-up daughter investigated him. Mm-hmm. No, it's his daughter. Him. Oh, it was his daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she thought that her own dad, who was Dirty John, was yeah. the Zodiac, and also murdered John Benet Ramsey. Yes, but he did actually do murders. Yeah, and she caught him. She just knew, and she anyway. Oh, wow. It's a really great podcast. Dirty mm. John is brilliant. And it's her, a lot of her words, if you know what I mean. It's not about her. It's yeah. her. It's absolutely fantastic. And obviously you guys said that now there's um, a program about mm-hmm. Netflix, Dirty John yeah. on Netflix, which I didn't realise, so I shall be watching that. That's an extra rabbit hole I'm going down, I think. This mm. is a fantastic podcast. It's called Up and Vanished. And it's brilliant. about... Yeah, I told you this mm-hmm. one, didn't I? About Tara Grinstead. So she was like a pageant queen. She... Went missing, I believe. Yeah, she was like a girl next door, wasn't she? Yeah, she was a bit older. She mm-hmm. wasn't like a girl, is this, girl. Is this an American one again? Yeah, she was, yeah. This is called was Up and Vanished. She was a she teacher, was a teacher. And she did beauty pageants yeah. and stuff like that. So while they're investigating the podcast, and it's the podcast that solved the crime, it is brilliant oh, from the get go. It does not leave you hanging. So they're invest. There is no answer when they start investigating. They investigate it for years, and then bang. Excellent. All this it's stuff so comes up because case. they're in the town. They're stirring it up. They're stirring mm. it up. They're stirring it up. People start talking. It's gradual, mm. but that is a fantastic podcast. So they're my favourite podcast. That's what really got me fired up. Mm. I remember just phoning you. <laughs> Do you remember? And you going, got to the one. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember just saying, uh, and they done another one, didn't they? Up and vanish, wasn't it? The they done another two. Yeah, but yeah, that and was... I remember going to you. I think it's this one, <laughs> but it can't be this one. But I'm sure it is this one, and I'm still certain it is the one I thought it yeah. was. But yeah, I just remember but that, that oh. first one is fantastic, and um, yeah, to live and die in LA. Mm-hmm. I got to a certain episode and I rung Lauren. I was like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I highly recommend those ones. Um, yeah, so um, you were talking about books and stuff, and most of the same ones that you'd said. But I also read the J.C. Duggard book, mm-hmm. um, and J.C. had got taken off her bike, literally lifted off her bike mm. into a van, and everyone thought it was her stepdad for years. And she still doesn't speak to her stepdad to this day, but that J.C. Duggard was one that I read really early on. Um, years and years ago, yeah. Um, just she was a kid. She was kid- yeah, yeah. She was kidnapped. Literally, take like literally lifted off her bike into this wow. van. And so she was kidnapped, and then what happened? And then, well, she was there for years, years. I think she had oh. a couple of kids. So um, she was kept. She was in these like sort of tent things. Oh, in the back garden. And, and the mum knew. The wife, sorry, the wife knew yeah. that she was there. Um, 
Yeah, she man- she managed to get out, and she's got like her books and stuff like that. Wow. So she's one of these that does does talk about it. But yeah. everyone blamed her stepdad because her and her stepdad didn't get along. Yeah. He was the last one to see her leave for school, mm. and he did lie detector tests and all that. So they didn't pin it on him because they couldn't. But no one really looked for her. That's weird. And when she when it all came out, and she you know she got released and everything, her and her stepdad still don't have a relationship. So I don't know, and I never did get to the bottom of why that was but all I can think is maybe because they didn't get on a lot of stepchildren don't get on with their stepparents yeah but maybe that maybe she blames him for them not looking for her because of their relationship I don't know that's all I can sort of think but that was one that I read when I was you know probably in my 20s I think that one yeah just like the the girl in the box I read that that's actually called perfect victim that one the girl in the box Colleen Mm -hmm. Stan um yeah so I've read a, a few like that but then what really got me into the statement analysis was Madeline. So when I first moved up to Norfolk, I didn't have a job and I didn't know anyone. I had no family. I only knew one one family in the whole town. So I was on my own quite a lot and I wanted to get into YouTube, but I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know when you like, everyone says anything, you can look at anything and it's mm. too fast. I didn't yeah. know what to do. And I've always been fascinated by Madeline, which I suppose we all have. Mm-hmm. You know, having kids that sort of similar age. You mean Maddie McCann, Madeline McCann, Madeline yeah. McCann, um, yeah. Like your daughter is not very far. She was about the same age, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. And yeah. So anyway, I thought, oh, I'll just look at that. Mm-hmm. And it was through Madeline that I found statement analysis. So there was a guy called Richard D. Hall, and he did a series of programs on Madeline called, uh, I think it was called Buried by Mainstream Media. And one of those episodes is about a three-hour episode. He goes to a statement analysis, my favourite, Pete Hyde. Oh, and genius, isn't it? it just was a light bulb for me. It was an absolute mm-hmm. light bulb moment. I was like, this is what I want to do. Mm. This is what I've been looking for. Oh. You know when you know someone's done a crime, you watch them say Ian Huntley, mm. for instance, when he's being interviewed by his mm-hmm. front gate, and you know that he knows. And I mm. used to look at him and look at him and look at him and think, how don't we know? what? Yeah. We should be able to know. What is he saying? What is, and I've, it was always been in my brain, but I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. called. So that's how I got into that. So that's, um, mm. that's a, that is an yeah. absolutely fantastic series, that one. What is it called again, Vic? Co- I think it's called Buried by Mainstream Media. Oh, okay. And that, but you, so you wouldn't know that that is, no. but that's where... Richard D. Hall got Richard me into Hall. the um, analysis, the gate analysis of... That's uh, right. What's her, what's her name? Um, Cox, something Cox. His name is Tommy something or other, but the yeah. Joe Cox murder. Yeah, yeah. Joe Cox murder. He did gate analysis. And that, do you remember when we went to Crime Con, Kaz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said to you then, I am obsessed because it's such as unique as your fingerprint. It, it, yeah, the way people... Oh. And, and, like we, and you think about it, you know it. Yeah. You'll see your mate walking down the street. How do you know it's her when you can't see her face? Yeah. It's the way they walk, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. You just know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he they, he has got an episode on that, on the Joe Cox murder. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful work. Um, right. Yeah, so that's my uh, my recommendations. Loved it. Thank you. Okay. So, the next question we asked you was to, you know, have a look around, rack your brain, think of a local murder. You're going to like this, girls. Ooh-hoo-hoo. It doesn't have to be a local murder. It could be like local crime. Yeah. So, I live in Norfolk, but just over the Norfolk border. So, mm-hmm. I border Norfolk and Suffolk. I moved in on the 20th of June, 2016. The day my heart a really broke. small place, yeah, called, <laughs> yeah, which is right on the um, Norfolk Suffolk border. Mm-hmm. You'll like this. Uh, so, this couple who live, who lived in Weybridge, so we, I can walk to Weybridge, it's fishing lakes and mm-hmm. they're pits. I can walk there in about 10 minutes from my new house. A few days before I moved, so on the 3rd of June, mm-hmm. 16, this couple's daughter reported them missing. Hadn't heard from them since the 28th of May. Right. So this is called the Waybread Murders. So Peter and Sylvia Stewart, Peter was 75, Sylvia was 69. Um, they went missing on the 28th of May, but they was reported missing on the third of the six sixteen. That evening mm-hmm. when he was reported missing, that evening Peter's body was found in these pits right by my house. He had multiple stab wounds and he was wrapped in a piece of garden material. So straight away they start looking into the couple's background. Mm-hmm. This is the bit you're gonna like. They found that Sylvia's bank card had been used in a cash machine in Grays in Essex. No! Which is where I had just moved from. <laughs> it was you. 
Wow. How weird is that? That is a big coincidence. So 12 days before (gasps) I moved there, this body was found Mm. and her bank card was used right here. Wow. What are the coincidences of that? Weird, isn't it? That's really, really weird. Yeah. So straight away they kind of make this link. Now, this this guy, his name is... hmm, It's Ali... Quizim Edge. Right. It's probably an abomination of the name, but there you go. He was a carer. Now, it's such a loose connection, but the Stuart's son-in-law's father had a carer. Right. And it was him. And he lived in Tilbury. And that's how they managed to think, well, who do they know that's there? And they managed to find, very, very quickly, they made that link. Wow. So by Sunday the 5th of June, there was sufficient evidence to make him a suspect. He fled. He was gone. By the time they got to his place in Tilbury, he'd mm. gone. Yeah. So he, um, they eventually found his car in the port of Dover. So brilliant. He's gone. He could be anywhere. anywhere. Mm. So the, poli- the Suffolk um, police have got to wait for the uh, Kent police to open the car because now this has gone across borders and stuff. Say, thinking that Sylvia so is going to be in the boot. Mm. Oh Open God. the boot. Oh, because he used Sylvia's bank card, didn't She's he? not there. Yeah, and they found Peter's body. Yeah, but they still haven't found Sylvia's body. No. Oh. So this is two days after they find Peter's body. Nothing in the car. So anyway, now they're like, where is he gone? He could be absolutely yeah. anywhere. So they put out his photo and they issue this um, wanted appeal all, all over Europe. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's gone from Dover. On the 16th of June, Luxembourg police were contacted about a guy staying in a hostel that fitted the description. Mm-hmm. So he immediately starts saying, that's not me in the photograph. That's not me, that's not me. And how can you really yeah. say that's someone in a photograph? Yeah, you yeah. can't. Yeah. So anyway, eventually he'd been done on another crime. Um, so they had his fingerprints. So they sent those over to Luxembourg, proved it was him to get his extradite. Um, so once he gets back to the UK, they use the data from his car. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people know this, but I've seen some true crime things where you cannot believe the data that your car holds. Mm-hmm. Even where you turn the air conditioning on is stored. It's absolutely crazy. Really? When, when you put petrol in your car, is stored. Mm-hmm. It's really, you, you have no idea. Well. And I think it's good, actually, because a lot of criminals don't know no. this. But they found the data on his car. So not a sat-nav. Just date on his car that he had travelled um, wow. on several occasions from Tilbury to Weybrid. So they had their link there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he uh, he will serve at least 35 years before being eligible, eligible for parole. The really sad thing is they've never found Sylvia. I was just about to ask them oh. if they found like her. You won't admit where she they've is. They've never found Sylvia. I thought you was going to say they've run away in the... <laughs> Sunset together. That's Mm. what I was waiting for. And it's so weird. It's such a weird, like such a loose connection. Yeah. Their son-in-law's father's carer who lives in Tilbury. Wow. So basically it's their their daughter's Mm father-in-law's carer. Carer. Right. It's such a loose connection. It's so weird. Yeah. But there you go. Mm. So that is a local crime. And I thought you'd like that. That's fantastic. I was like, that's so weird. Yeah. Just a few days before I move up there. Yeah. And it's, it's, they're so completely linked. I'm wondering if he was in the police radar for a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Who's just come up here? Yeah. From. Luckily. Grays. They'd found his body on the third and he'd fled on the fifth. So 15 days before. Jeez. I moved up. But yeah, I I was like. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Well done. The other famous one from near where I live. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not as close as that is the Suffolk Strangler. Oh, that's, that's one we're going to cover, though. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, oh, it's good okay. you didn't do that because that is a massive case. So yeah, brilliant. We want to devote like a proper episode to that in the future. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, it, it's say, not that close to me, but obviously, you know, you guys yeah. come up to me all the time, and I come down and we drive um, through Ipswich all the time, don't we? Yes. So that's where he was. We want to do a stop on the way next to to you if you fancy it. We're going to go and see the site of Borley Rectory. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Yes. Road trip. Uh, yes, because you guys have got a Borley Rectory on your Patreon, haven't there. you? Yeah. yeah. And we said next time we go yeah. visit Vicks, we're everyone stop that grew there. up around here must know it. Everybody, mm. yeah, yeah. grew up where me and Carol did. Yeah. yeah, must know it. It's funny you should say that about the memory. That like, it's sort of like a little black box in the car. Because mm-hmm. I was watching a true crime 
episode the other day. You know, um, Colin Sutton, he's got one. It's called The Real Man Hunter, and he does, he covers yep. all crimes and stuff. And um, there was this case of this man who murdered his wife, made it look like a car crash. And um, yes, wow. I saw this. Did you watch it yes. the other day? It was yes. brilliant. And it was ages ago. This car wasn't, it was, the car was probably 20 years old, but they still had that technology even back really? then. And I thought, mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. Now, what they managed to ascertain was that he had been practicing how to turn on and off the passenger side airbags. Yes. Wow. How yeah, good was yeah. that? So it looked yeah. like he'd, he'd lost control of the car and his wife wasn't wearing her seatbelt and she died and he survived. The wow. car crashed. Yeah. But they could tell that he'd been practicing how to turn on and off the airbags. And you're right about the age of the car. You can't believe that he... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage... Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Back then, well, yeah. just stuff like it you. was like a Mark. crappy old Vectra or something. Mm-hmm. It was really nothing. It was not a top of the range mm. car, but they all have got it. And I was that was the first time I'd heard of it. So when you brought that up, I was like, "That's <laughs> a, that's the second time this week I've heard this." How wow. strange! I was going to ask you because my car's twenty years old. Would it have the technology? Yes, so obviously it would. It would yeah. I would have thought wow. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. Do you want to go on a road trip? <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. We shouldn't should be advertising this. No, no. it's better people don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. But that is but, bloody yeah. amazing. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Fact. Yeah. It's well so cool. Done. Can you imagine the shock when he realised that they knew what he'd done? Yeah, yeah. he, he must can't be like, betrayed him. No. <laughs> Jeez, it's just like having a phone and the cell mast kind of thing, but actually your own personal yeah. Yeah. one. You, yeah, in the car. exactly. You'd think if he was trying to. Hide your hide your route. Mm-hmm. You could just leave your mobile phone at home, and they mm-hmm. would be none the wiser. But your car will betray you. Jeez! Oh, mm. I love that. Decent, isn't it? Plus, there's loads of CCTV nowadays, so you'd get picked up, wouldn't you? Mm. Motorway cameras and stuff. But back then, you probably wouldn't have done. I'm proper and, um, obsessed with Google timeline maps. So even if I don't turn my maps on, it, once a month it tells me my timeline for that wow. month. And I'm obsessed. Like I'll go over <laughs> yeah. it and over it, and I look at it. I don't know why. Everywhere you've a, been. Yeah. So it'll go, you've visited Holston mm. in the last so many months. Um, mm. or th- and then once a year, you get the whole year and the places you've visited mm. and how long for... I, I am obsessed by it. I was going to say, one of those, I think it was... Was it to live and die in LA? Or an up and vanish. Mm-hmm. One of those w- was when we found out mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter whether you've got your maps on or not. No. Your phone records exactly where you are. Yep. We didn't know that until that point. No. So they could mm. see exactly... It was. Well, yeah, it was yeah, one of those. Of yeah, not yeah. the one that I've mentioned, but one of mm. the others in that series. Yeah. And I was like, really? And we both went and looked, didn't we? He was yeah. like, <gasps> yeah. I now go to when I go and clean the pub in the morning, I don't look at my clock. I look at my timeline on Google Maps to see what how, time you got. how long I've cleaned wow. that pub for. Oh, that's good. People don't realise that, do no. they? Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. As long as you don't mind being spied on, a lot of people <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I just, I'm obsessed by it. Yeah. So. Next one. Can you tell us your most interesting, or what? Who you're most interested in, serial killer? My favourite. 
Yeah. My oh, favourite uh, is Ed Kemper. I'm really trying not to say favourite. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favourite. Oh, one of them. Well, it's not your favourite. You've really no, got favourites. Don't have mine. <laughs> I, do talk about, kids, you know I do talk about this one a lot. I love Ed Kemper. Yeah. And I know you shouldn't say that, but I do. I just think he's just... And the, I found out about him through... Is it Mindhunter or Manhunter? Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on the first episode. Yeah, yeah, I never know which one is which. One of them's about the Unabomber, isn't it? And the other mm-hmm. one is the... Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot about Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper really was what got them oh. fired up because he was such a talker. They were mm-hmm. like, if we can get as much information mm-hmm. out of this guy as possible, we might be able to... Profile him. Pro- yeah. yeah. And that's... Re- like, he was one of the original ones, wasn't he? How they thought... Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to talk. He wouldn't yeah. stop talking. <laughs> But it, so Ed Kemper, you're talking about the FBI Behavioural Sciences um, Institute, aren't you? Yeah. And you, for those that haven't watched Mind Mindhunter, is that is them setting up that department of trying to criminal profile. Yeah. FBI, and they use Ed Kemper a lot. Mm. Um, so Ed Kemper is known as the co-ed killer. He killed ten people, including a 15-year-old girl, his mother, and his mum's best friend. This went on from May 1972 to April 73. So it wasn't a very long killing spree. He needed 10 in that Did he time. live in California by any chance? I didn't have written down. <laughs> where, oh, yes, I, where, that's where yeah. he is. Yeah. He that's where he is now. Yeah. It's the 70s. Yeah. It's going to be. Of course it is. Currently in prison at the California <laughs> Medical sorry, sorry Facility. Sorry, It's just a bit of a joke. Right? Yeah, definitely. But that is where he is. So yeah. Presum- yeah, probably mm. there. Um, and so he... He, what he'd done, he got he, he got sent away to live with his grandparents. And I haven't written down all the mm-hmm. stuff because most people know where Kemper is anyway. But he got sent away to live with his grandparents for bad behaviour and stuff like that. And he killed his grandmother. And his grandfather was due home soon. And he thought... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I can't bear my grandfather to go through the pain of living without my grandmother and knowing, you know, that she'd suffered and stuff. So he just killed him as well. Yeah. So he goes to juvie and he serves a couple of years, but he's so intelligent and he's so personable and he's so likeable that they really, the staff kind of used him in all sorts of capacities. He had loads of privileges and um, responsibilities and stuff like that. And it seems like the staff kind of forgot the monster that he was because he doesn't come across like a monster at all. Mm. Comes across like a great guy, someone who's really great at any task mm-hmm. you give him. He's a people pleaser, yeah. isn't he? And eventually he? they got him to write the questions for how you would know if someone was safe to parole. So he was involved in that process. Mm. Wow. So they asked him the questions, he answered them. He was paroled. Wow. He only served a couple of years for that. For he killing goes, his nanny for killing his gr- granddad. Honestly. Wow. So he goes home to his mum's house. So he must have been young as well to go to mm-hmm. ju- juvie. Yep. He was definitely a teenager. And I, or, obviously under, probably under under, uh, under 18, 18 anyway. yeah. God. I should have written more notes, but I thought, oh, no, everyone knows it, Kemper. Right. So anyway, he then goes back to live with his mum. And he really wanted to be in the police. 
he was he was very very tall he was a huge guy yeah he really wanted to be in the police so he used to hang about bars where police would drink and stuff like that and he tried to befriend him and they just thought he was like a bit of a local Mm -hmm. nuisance but he was always around the police all Mm -hmm. the time very very interested in it i think he would have the radio things you know people used to be able to listen in on the radio and stuff like that and he was just very very lonely i don't think he had any friends he certainly never had a girlfriend and he started picking up hitchhikers so he picked up hitchhikers and he would drop them off where they wanted to go and all the while he was planning and planning and planning and then the first time he ever actually went through with his fantasies there was two girls in his car Mm. why you would do it with two i I don't know know, but he did first time and he i think he put one of them in the boot and he got the other one and he sort of told her if you don't do anything i'll be all right to your mate anyway he killed both of them he had them in his boot of his car and the police stopped him the very first murder he did mm. and they're like oh that's that guy you know all oh, right ed you know da, mm. da, 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 da. he was so close so close to getting Jesus called Christ. yeah so he murdered um it would have been eight i suppose eight hitchhiker students mm. and at the time like the campus they were terrified they were on high alert they knew they were being targeted mm. anyway co- co-ed in america co-ed. means a um a university co- student co- uh, community education yeah, but it's like a university, yeah. Yeah, co-ed is what they describe a mixed school, girls and boys, yeah. isn't it? Um, but yeah, it is university-age yeah. people, isn't it? And hitchhiking is obviously mm-hmm. the means of transport. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, this is the 70s as usual. Um, so yeah, eventually, he... It seems like he had a lot of mum issues. And eventually, he kills his mum... And then her, his mum's best friend, I think, is either coming round or she phones up or something. So he goes, kills her. Mm. And then he goes to a phone box and he phones the police and he says what he's done. And they just mm-hmm. laugh it off. And he phones back and he says, you need to go there and check. I'm going to wait in this phone box. So they go there, find her, go to the phone box, get him. And he, from that moment on, he's never denied any of it. No. He just talks, he mm. says, ask me anything. You know, I want to help. It seemed like killing his mum was that, Trigger and just stopped him. That yeah. was it. He was done. I remember about this case is that the, when he killed the girls, he def- decapitated them, didn't he? Used their heads for oral sex and then buried them to look up at his mum. One of the sides. one of the heads was buried. Yeah, face up to his mum's bedroom. So window. she's always mm. got someone to look up to her. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna go there, but yeah, he yeah, did, no, he that, did that, do that to his own yeah, mum's head. Yeah, he did have that. sex with his yeah. mum's head. head. Yeah. Yeah, but when you see him, like there's loads of interviews with him, you can actually see him in the flesh. But the mm. guy that plays him mm. in Mindhunter is oh. incredible. Yeah, he looks exactly like yeah. him. He's really good. So yeah, there you go. He's my favourite serial killer. That was amazing. And he's still alive. Is he? Is he? Yeah. He's he's you, currently imprisoned at the California Medical. Are you going to email him? Absolutely not. I'm not one of those. <laughs> but just a just an interesting fact. He was tested when he was in prison. His IQ. He did two. He's got two readings. One is 136, the other is 145. That is high. Yeah. yeah. Really high. I think Ted Bundy had one of about yeah. 140 or I think something. over 25 he's Genius. gifted. Yeah. And he did he did score 145 <gasps> on one of them. Wow. Quite really. a lot of these people are oh. really uh, intelligent. Yeah. And isn't that a thing? That's something to think of, isn't it? Mm. What if we're not meant to be? That is almost like a disorder. To be that intelligent, or mm-hmm. yeah, because everyone says like our brains are way bigger than we ever give them credit for. Mm. We, if we really tapped in, maybe we're not supposed to. Yeah. There's a reason why we <laughs> yeah. don't. Yeah, we dumb because down for you, a reason. You tip over into the. You're not seeing people as people, as human beings. Mm. You tip over into this higher yeah. being, maybe. But yeah, it's wow. it is interesting. I like that. There you go. I remember I watched that Mind Hunter series when it first came out. That must be God, five, six, seven years ago. It's, it's really quite old yeah. now, isn't it? And then one thing that really stays in my mind there was is is the guy who played Ed Kemper. Because mm. as you was talking about him, I was going to say, is he that huge lump of a guy? Because he's so big, he's mm-hmm. so menacing just by the size of him. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's the only thing really I remembered about him. I haven't really done... I think I've listened to a couple of podcasts since, but I haven't really done a lot on him because we haven't mm, covered him yet, no. have we? But yeah, he does sound like a really good one. The fact he's still alive as well is brilliant. His case, like the, the way, how disturbed he was, mm-hmm. is fascinating. But what I really like is him. I like yeah, what he's done listening since. to him. Mm. Mm. He's just so different. Enigma, isn't he? He don't deny anything. He mm. talks so matter-of-factly mm-hmm. about everything. There's no excuses 
nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just, and he's, he says it, just, you you know, if you want to know, yeah. ask you know, me, yeah. Ask me. Yeah, because, like, the fact that he, he didn't try to get away with it, he called up and said, yeah. oh, this is what I've done, come and arrest me. Yeah. I'm done now. Yeah. And he was happy, well, not happy, but content to spend the rest of his life in yeah. prison, helping um, them develop the profiling yeah. thing that everyone uses today, so. Bloody fantastic. Yeah, good one. Nice well one. done, Vicks, that was brilliant. And then uh, I think the last question here is, um, what is the best crime that no one's ever heard of? So basically a crime that you think is fantastic, but no one really <laughs> gets to hear about it. <laughs> There's quite a lot, actually, once you start digging, isn't there? Yeah, well, I'm hoping that people haven't heard about this. This is, this is the fir- when, when you said that, this is the first thing that popped into mm-hmm. my head. So I'm hoping... Even if I've heard of it, I'm going to pretend I haven't. I was going to say, you're both going to go, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, that old one. That. Everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah. So this is the case of Carrie Farver. And this happened in Omaha in Nebraska. So there's this guy called Dave Kroper. And he's recently single, separated from his um, partner with two kids. Mm-hmm. And he decides to go on a dating site. This is in 2012. Did you say Dave Kroper? Uh, K-R-O-U-P-A. Okay. Okay. So. So we have what you said, Groper, like he, gro- gro- like he gropes people. <laughs> that would be a great surname if that was the case. I was thinking straight away, close captions, Groper is going to go on there, but it's not. <laughs> sorry. The Omaha Groper you were yeah. looking for. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. That would yeah. have been better, though, Vic. <laughs> so the first person he meets on this dating site is uh, a lady called uh, Shana Goliar. Uh, but her middle name is Elizabeth. She goes by Liz. So we're going to call her Liz, okay? Mm-hmm. So for six months, he sees her on and off. But Dave's a player. He t- says it up front. I'm going to date other people. And he's having the whale of a time, you know? He's enjoying himself. But he, he keeps seeing Liz for about six months. Um, then he, he's got his own garage. This lady comes in with her car to get some work done on it. And instantly, he just is taken with her. So this girl's name is Carrie. Mm-hmm. Lady, sorry. And she's the first girl that he's dated that hasn't been off one of these sites that he's mm-hmm. seen face-to-face in the flesh. And he's really, really taken with her. They date for about two weeks, but they're both very upfront. The, the, I'm not looking for anything. Um, Carrie's got a 14-year-old son. She's, mm-hmm. you know, get, got a really good job in a bank. And um, she lives about an hour away from him. And they both seem to be quite happy with the casual. They really like each other. They're having a great time. But that no, neither one of them wants yeah. anything. Anyway, Carrie gets this big job come up at work and her work is only a couple of blocks from Dave's apartment she needs to spend so many hours there and she's got an hour commute and he says look why don't you just stay at mine for three days while you get this thing done so she's like that would be amazing thank you so her mum looks after her son she comes for three days she can go off to work so on the let me see on the morning of oh so after their I think this is after their very first time she stays at his apartment she's leaving she didn't stay there but she comes back to his for the night mm-hmm. she's leaving and 10 seconds later there's a knock at the door and it's Liz and Dave's like oh what are you doing here and she's just come to pick up a couple of her bits that she'd left in the apartment he's like oh okay and he's thinking oh she must have walked straight past Carrie that's a bit yeah. awkward you know yeah. they must have seen each other oh, that's a bit close for that was a bit yeah. awkward but not that he's got any you know he's up front and stuff but yeah it still would have been yeah horrible. that was that so anyway two weeks later she Moves in for these couple mm-hmm. of days. He leaves for work, gives her a kiss, see, see you tonight, that sort of thing. He's only been at work a couple of hours. He gets this text message from Carrie and she says, I think we should make this permanent. I think we should move in together. And he's like, what the hell? So he messaged her back saying, look, we've already discussed this. I yeah. don't think that's a good idea. And she messaged him straight back. She says, I hate you. I'm seeing someone else anyway. I never want to see you again. And he's thinking, what? Yeah. yeah this girl's really cool. Like, we get on really well. Just... What's she knows it's only on? three days while she's got this job. Yeah. yeah, so he gets home from work, all her stuff's gone, and he's thinking, what happened? I really like that girl. Like yeah. He's really like, shocked and yeah. confused and stuff. He doesn't hear from her for a couple of days. Then we start hearing from her again. It is awful. Mm. She's hateful. She's vile. She's swearing. She's telling him, you've ruined my life. I hate you. You're, you're this, you're that. You're a mother effer. And yeah. Then he starts, like, rather than the sort of shocked and like, oh, man, I really like this girl. He's mm-hmm. thinking, whoa, I've dodged a, literally dodged a bullet. Yeah. She's a crazy. And this yeah. is all just in text. Yeah, 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 just text and email at the time. Yeah. This is 2012. 
so they probably wouldn't have had the WhatsApp maybe and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, that's how that's sort of how it starts. And he's thinking, God, you know, yeah. So he just it, changes yeah. his phone number and thinks, I'll just get on with it. I've mm-hmm. just dodged a bullet. Meanwhile, Carrie's mum is getting messages saying, "I've taken a job in, um, I think she says uh, Texas." And can you hang on to Max for a few more days? Um, I've just taken this job. So her mum's like, what is going on? Well, her son says, actually, mum was talking about a job in Texas. She was saying something about that. So her mum's like, oh, okay. Yeah, a bit odd, yeah. Yeah. So then the next thing, her mum gets a message from Carrie saying, I've sold all my furniture. Can you let the buyer in? And her mum's like, listen, I don't know what you're doing. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Answer the phone. You need to ring me. Carrie won't ring or won't answer the phone. She sends her another message with a photograph of a check on it saying, look, this is the check. Someone's bought all my furniture. Can you just let them in? I'm going to pick Max up in a few weeks. We, we're moving yeah. to Texas. So her mum does what she's asked to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, her brother's wedding comes and goes. Max's birthday comes and goes. Her, her mum's like, right, that's it. I'm ringing the police. So she yeah. rings the police. She reports her missing. These are two different states where Dave lives and where... The, the carries Her from because yeah. it's only an hour away but they must be close on mm-hmm. the border they say well she's not missing she's messaged you she's mm. sorted out her furniture like she's mm-hmm. not a missing person and her mum's saying listen she has had when, when she was pregnant with her son that relationship all fell apart and she was diagnosed with depression and then later bipolar disorder she was in therapy she had to take medication and stuff and she said if she don't take her meds she can go a bit and they said well look this does happen people don't take their meds they do random stuff. I don't yeah. think you've got anything to worry about. Obviously, it's worrying, but I don't think this is a police matter. But we'll, we'll look for her. We'll look for the car and da-da-da. So they're not taking it very seriously. They're just thinking, this is a woman who's off her meds. In the meantime, Dave is now reporting this horrendous, relentless abuse wow. to his police force. So in, in his state, they're looking for a nuisance, whatever you call stalkering type yeah. behaviour. And in the other state, she's registered as a missing person. So, um, I think two weeks after, so this is like about, around about the 13th of November 2012 when she goes missing. About two weeks later, he sees her car in the parking lot and he's like, mm-hmm. right, that's it. So he rings the place, he says, a car's here, she's here. Mm-hmm. She's, he's already registered this harassment stalking thing. So they come out, they look in the car. The car is clean. There's no fingerprints mm. anywhere in pristine. that car. Absolutely pristine. They find one fingerprint on a box of mints. They can't match it to Carrie, to Dave, any of Carrie's family. They can't match this one fingerprint on a box of mints. Other than that, the car is absolutely pristine. Don't like that. So, and you've got two different police forces here, don't mm-hmm. forget, to, to investigating sort of almost two different um, crimes. He, she would go on to um, describe what he was wearing. She'd say, I can see you, you're, you're relaxing on your um, lazy boy. You're watching this program. You're wearing this shirt. And Ooh. he's like, she's outside. But every time he calls mm. the police, of course, there's no sign of her. Anyway, then Liz gets in touch again. A lady that he was seeing for six months. She said, mm-hmm. who is this woman called Carrie? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm. He said, I saw her for two weeks. She's gone crazy. She's like, she is blowing up my phone hateful messages absolutely hateful she's you know what is going on can you tell her to back off you know that kind of thing and he's like i don't i'm so sorry carrie's friends are getting messages and stuff like that as well she's active on facebook but she won't no one's seen her then i think a couple of weeks after she starts harassing liz liz goes to her garage and on the wall is written whore from dave so she's now found Liz's house she's um, vandalizing Lizzie's property. Oh. Um, a little while after that, Dave's garage gets broken into, smashed up. So this is now really serious. This yeah. is more than stalking. This is mm-hmm. um, what you call um, vandalism yeah. and stuff. Anyway, just after that, Lizzie's house gets set on fire. Luckily, her children aren't there. Jeez. Liz gets out, but her two dogs, her two cats, mm. and her snake mm. die in the fire. And straight away, they're the fire service that this is us and she said i know who's done this i can tell you who's done this um but they can't find carrie anywhere so um where are you i think dave 
Dave goes on to receive tens of thousands mm. of texts and emails over the time. Um, one time, this is this goes on for a long time, one time Max reaches out to his mum on Facebook and she says, hi little man, how are you? Mm-hmm. He says, you need to answer three questions because I don't believe you're my mum. Wow. And he writes these three questions and she never replies. Mm. Oh. So Max is now, birthdays, you know, he's left school, mm-hmm. nothing, absolutely nothing from her. She will message and stuff, but never spoke to him, never comes to see him. So this poor little boy is just thinking, why did you leave? And he yeah. says things like that to all the time. Mm. Why did you leave me? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, because the thing is, no one's actually spoke to the woman, have they, since the day she went to move in with Dave. Yeah. And he, this is heartbreaking. Mm. The mum is just raising this kid and the kid's heartbroken and why did you go? Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, these other people in this other town are like, what is this crazy woman? Yeah. I wish she'd just go away. She's awful. Yeah. Every time he changes his number, his email address, she finds it again, again. Liz is doing the same, changing her number. She's also harassing his ex. I don't think they were married, but let's say his ex-wife with mm-hmm. the two children. She started doing it to her as well. Um, so I think one night he's there with a woman and a brick gets thrown through the window. I mean, it's, this is it goes on and on. It's awful. So... Um, then we get to, I think I've just said all of this. So, yeah, that's when he's, so we've got, um, yeah, so August 2013 is when Lizzie's house gets on fire. At this point, Dave buys a gun. (laughs) Dave's like, nothing's getting done. Yeah. This is really scary. They've both had vandalism, the fire, the the garage, the brick Mm -hmm. through the window. So he now buys a gun. Anyway, in um, 2015, this is two and a half years after anyone has seen Carrie, these two detectives decide to open it like as a cold case. One of them says, I'm going to prove she's alive. And one of them says, I'm going to prove she's dead. Wow. Uh-huh. These two detectives. So that's what they, that's what they do. They download all the information from Dave's phone and Lizzie's phone. Mm-hmm. They want to find out where these messages are coming from. There's like... IP addresses I don't really understand that I've got one email address one phone number yeah. but you can cover your tracks with different IP addresses and things like that so they've downloaded all this stuff they're going through going through they find a photo of Carrie's car on Lizzie's phone but obviously they had found Lizzie's car in Dave's ap- apartment, apartment yeah block and that had been found before but when these two detectives start looking they realize the date on the photo is a, a couple of weeks before they actually found the car. Oh. So because someone's now looking properly, they're thinking, so Carrie knew where Lizzie's, sorry, Liz knew where Carrie's car, car was yeah. before Carrie's car showed up in Dave's apartment. Um, she had also called Carrie's home six times. And in America, there's a thing called Star 62 or Star 52, something. It just hides your mm-hmm. number. We used to have a number like that. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. But mm-hmm. you, you can phone and no one can see who had phoned. Yeah. And so she had phoned Carrie's address just before Carrie went missing six times. Mm. And they're thinking, well, you only passed her in the hallway for 10 seconds. What are you doing yeah. ringing her before the has- harassment started? This was, yeah. this would have been. Um, she then they start interviewing the mum. The mum tells them the story about the check. When they look on the check, it was signed Shana Golier, which is Lizzie's real name. Oh, so she's two and a half years after (gasps) Carrie goes missing. She's bought the furniture. So then they get Lizzie's fingerprint. It matches the one in the car. Mm Mm-hmm. That's is a lot of circumstantial. Yeah. And at least, at the very least, Liz knows more than she's letting on yeah. about Carrie. On the 4th of December 2015, Liz comes to the police department to make a harassment claim against Dave's ex-wife now. She says, I think all along it wasn't Carrie. No. I think it was Amy, which is Dave's ex- right. ex-wife. I think it was her all along. And by the way, did Dave tell you his gun's gone missing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I don't like this. So these detectives know full well about her. They've told, they've tried to tell Dave about Liz, and Dave's saying it can't be Liz. We would sit there together at night and receive text messages at the same time. I'd be sitting there, and she'd be blowing up her phone. I'm watching it happen. 
all these vile messages while mm. I'm sitting next to her. My phone will go while she's sitting next to me. It cannot be. He won't have it. It cannot be, Liz. Her pets died in that fire. Yeah. Oh, He's not God. having it. But yeah. meanwhile, these detectives are like, they know. They know. So they go along with her. They say, okay, okay, we'll, we'll go down and we'll, we'll speak to Amy. So then the police go to interview Amy. I think they obviously know, you know, whatever. But they, they say they're going to go. The next day after she comes into this, so this will be the 5th of mm-hmm. December 2015, they get a report from hospital. There's a woman here. She's been shot. She says you know oh, her. She's gone for a walk in this local um, park. There's a lot to this crime, isn't there? You could do like a whole series on it. <laughs> this is one, it's amazing. Um, she's gone for a walk in this park. Mm. A woman has approached her and shot her in the leg. They go down to the hospital to interview her. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I do know who it was, actually. It was Amy. Amy shot me. She's shot. She's been shot in the femur. It is a proper, you know. Jesus. Not life-threatening, but yeah. she has been shot. Anyway, they say, we're going to need your phone. So they get her phone again to see the messages from, in inverted commas, Amy. Yeah. And this is where they find 20 or 30 fake email accounts. Um, and they find this app in which you can write messages and then <gasps> time when they're delivered. Yeah. Wow. So, she, so that's how she was... Doing it, yeah? You schedule the time you want them to go. Um, The police determined that Liz had spent 40 to 50 hours a week impersonating Carrie, Mm. a full-time job. That's what I was just going to say. Has she not got a job to go to? Honestly. my God. So the police then play along with the Amy thing. They're saying, listen, you've got dialogue with this Mm -hmm. Amy. We need proof. We need to know. Yeah. So they say, we need to know what she did with Carrie, that that otherwise we can't go anywhere with it. Mm -hmm. So that night, lo and behold, she gets an email from Amy saying, yes, I I killed um, Carrie. Mm -hmm. I stabbed her three to four times in her car. I burned her bones, her body, and then I buried the bones in the same park where she'd been shot in the leg. Mm. So the police are like, they go rip that car apart. They've been over it three times already. They rip the upholstery off mm-hmm. and there they find blood stains, blood stains. They know, now they've got a crime scene this goes back to your statement analysis your speech they sometimes tell you exactly what happened what, what but yeah. unintentionally mm. so she has literally told her told them exactly, exactly what happened what in the happened. crime but yeah. this is from in inverted commas Amy Amy yeah. yeah yeah so this is how that's how they get it so she um, on December 22nd 2016 she was arrested and charged with first degree murder police also found a tablet in a lockup which on there was a photo. There was thousands and thousands of photos, but they found this one photo of a decomposing foot. You can tell oh, it's decomposing. Gross. And on the ankle is a little tattoo with the word mum. Oh. And they knew it was Carrie. So they kind of, although they they still never found her body, they had that. They knew she was dead. Like you know. can, to go through to a trial when you don't know someone's yeah. dead is very difficult. Mm-hmm. So that photo is absolutely So um, she took trophies pivotal. as well. Oh, that's quite an unusual Jesus. thing, isn't it, for that woman? Yeah. So, in 2017, she was found guilty. She was sentenced to life imprisonment. Still to this day, she maintains her innocence. Mm. She still to this day wants Carrie just to go away. Oh. And she still believes the killer, thinks the killer is out there. So, literally, just a chance meeting that they've crossed paths has led to Carrie's death. Yeah. Genesis wow. There you go. That's that really was interesting a brilliant one. one. They could easily make a Netflix series out of that. Oh, my God. There's so much to it. Is this your acting skills or have you never heard of this? No, no I've never no, heard, of it. heard of it. That was brilliant. <laughs> Absolute, I'm enthralled. I want to tell me more. <laughs> so, wow. anyway, that was, that was really good. And to wrap everything up, we've got a quiz for you now. <laughs> so, this is a game that Gal Porter put us on to, which is called, what is it again? Meet, Mary Murder. Meet, Mary Murder. So... Well, I'm going to tell you three, pick out three of the people from your podcast today and each one you've got to say if you'd rather marry them, meet them or murder them, all right? So here we go. First of all, we've got Ali Quasma, uh, Qu- sorry, Ali Quasramaj, who is the fellow who killed, from Tilbury who killed the, the couple in Suffolk. Would you meet, marry no, no, or no. murder him? Tell her the full three. Do I need all three yeah. so I know which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Then the other one is Ed Kemper. And the other one is Liz Garner. So what one would you meet? What one would you marry? What one would you murder? I know. I think I know. I know who you'd want to meet. Mm. I know I want to meet. Mm. But that means I'd have to marry one of the others, doesn't it? <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Go I'm going to murder Liz because of what she did to that 14-year-old yeah. boy. Yeah. She, yeah. Absolutely yeah. unforgivable. And yeah. she killed her pets. Yeah. 
She mm. killed her pets. Yeah, that True. that bit was bad. So who's the um? What are you going to do for the other two? I'm going to marry a Kemper. Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd want to meet him and just grill him. Well, if I marry him, I'll get to she meet him all the time, don't I? Yeah, he'll no, be my he husband. Probably will be- cut your head off and put it in the garden. So Can't, because he he's in prison. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it'll be a long distance. But when yeah. I said, are you going to email him? You went, no, I'm not one of them. Now you're saying you're going to be his but wife. I don't, but I don't <laughs> want to... We've got a lot in common with the, you know, with the, the Tilbury Grays connection. Yeah. yeah, I do want to meet a Kemper though. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I reckon he could crush my skull <laughs> between his his forefinger and his oh. thumb. Well, I've got a really small. I've got a small skull. <laughs> so, so the definitive is you're going to marry Ali, meet Ed Kemper, and kill Liz Garner. Yeah, preferably in a house fire. Thank oh, you very much. Ricky. I like it. Well Thanks done. for today. Yeah, well thank thank you. It's been really cool. And um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.